Welcome back to Beauty Needs Me. This is Talia. And I'm Dooney. And um, this is the season finale. <laughs> we got a season finale. <laughs> season one finale of the Beauty Needs Me podcast, where we host honest conversations about beauty, skincare, and self-care that cross color, culture, and country lines. Yay. Wow. Look at us. This is episode number 17. Oh my God. Yes, it is 17. That's like a real wow. last season. We really did 17 shows. That's like if you're watching consistently. TV, yeah, like if you're watching TV and you're like, oh, episode 17. I was watching Girlfriend the other day. I was like, a lot of fucking episodes. Right. This is like, this is sad to say, but I feel like this is one of my most um, serious relationships that I've committed to. <laughs> I'm no. sorry. Like, it's like, I, like I, feel that. I feel that in like a, a real way. Like, I didn't even think about that, but it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, and there was a point when, when we started that, you know, it was kind of like interfering with my actual relationship. <laughs> it was like, Girl. I was like, I have to do the pod. I have pod stuff. And so... I mean, yeah, pod interfered with a number of aspects of my life. You know what? I don't want to say interfered. It just, it was prioritized. Like I had to prioritize it over a number of things in my life. Um, and I, I don't think I was expecting that. That caught it's me like off a, guard. It's like a real ass job. And I think that people don't mm -hmm. realize. Yeah. Like, um, I think partially <clears throat> I didn't even realize like, oh, like, as I continue to, to think about it, I'm very much like, well, is it a part-time job? Is it a full-time job? I was like, I feel like it feels, it feels like a full-time job. I feel like there were times where I was doing this and I should have been doing my full-time job. <laughs> it feels like a full-time job. I mean, there were definitely times where I was like, okay, this, I've already, this has been already three hours in yeah, the day, yeah. like in the middle of the work day, of you the know? Work day. Yeah. which was which was a lot I mean I was yeah like we both were doing the pod across various time zones yeah right like there were times I was on the west coast you were on the west coast, west coast. You were in <laughs> Chicago yeah I was out of the country <laughs> yeah. like it was a lot it's been a committed relationship that's very true that's very true I think um you know I think but also I don't know. What am I saying? Like it, I feel like it stretched me like so much further than I kind of oh, thought that it would, you know? Too. Um, and I think I'm, I'm very much the kind of person that when I'm doing something, it's like, I'm doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing it, then I'm fucking doing, doing it. it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. And so I think, um, I think, there was the point when I just kind of realized like, okay, yeah, like I'm, I'm actually doing it. And like, like legit. it's, yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like I've learned, learned so much, <laughs> even in, even in like, I mean, 17 weeks, it's, it's 17. Oh my God. That's a long ass time. Like I'm 17, saying, that's more than during, four months. During COVID. During COVID. During COVID. Like learning wow. things, like adjusting to a new world and then, like it's a startup, like and that, yeah. <laughs> that that like it's a it's a startup, and that has startup. its own set of like realities. Yeah, um, yay! For Do sure. You talk about um at at the end, uh, things we've learned or something. I don't Absolutely. Know. <laughs> Absolutely. Look at you trying to have a moment. Like, no, you are, Talia is always saying that I'm trying to make things a moment. Look at Talia having, like, is, is, are you getting emotional, Talia? Are you? Look, let me tell you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, we have a moment. My emotions are right on the surface. So I'm always just like holding them in. And today I'm just letting them out. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. I am all the way here for it. We have, we are two Geminis. My emotions are always half a step from being out there. I really forgot that you're a Gemini. Like, I should know that. Like You should. <laughs> My erratic ass communication. <laughs> I completely, I completely, that, that, that makes, makes so, sense. So, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, like, oh. Yo, I don't know if I want, I don't uh, know if I want, I don't know if I want you to, like, tell the listeners why that makes sense, but maybe we could circle back to that. 
later oh. later on because let I me just am- say let me just say to everyone who already doesn't know it's like me and Dooney are both very specific people and I think it's because we are Gemini's but like Dooney's brain works one way and my brain works the complete opposite okay. way and like like even even after this pod we're having a meeting where during our last meeting I had to write down things you said so that I could think about them and come back because I was like, these are thoughts that my brain doesn't Don't understand. Right but now. I think that's also the beauty of like the two of us because we are, we we are, we're similar in many ways, but we're also so different. We're like wildly individual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh man, that's okay. So I'm looking forward to talking to circling back to this later on. So today, today we're talking about wellness and I'm looking forward to talking about this for a number of reasons. One, I don't feel like I hear a lot about just discussions on wellness and what that means, what people are doing. I feel like it's so catchphrasy these days and like, you know, people, oh, wellness, I'm, I'm taking supplements or, you know, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing this. And those are all elements of wellness, but I don't feel like I'm hearing wellness be talked about in a very holistic manner. It's very much kind of like how self-care came about, you know, recently. Well, not recently, but people are like, oh, self-care, that's a spa day. That's a bath bomb. And no, like that's sometimes you just buckling down and doing your work for two hours so that you can get that shit off your plate and move on to something else, right? And save yourself the stress and the anxiety, that comes with procrastinating. Um, And so on the pod, not on the pod, on the Instagram last month, I did like a couple days where I talked about wellness. And so I really wanted to bring that to the forefront on this episode, kind of understand Talia what your, how you view wellness, Mm -hmm. what you've been doing and what you're going to do. And also because we're in a transitional time now. And I feel like one of the biggest things that I have learned is that my wellness practices can't stay the same. Like they have to adapt as my life adapts. So what I was doing all through the summer isn't really working right now. And I realized, oh yeah, because there's another shift. And so now I have to evaluate what I'm doing and figure out how do I make this work for the next three to four months. Yeah, I (laughs) I think this is so great. because literally, I feel like the way that we're going to talk about wellness today has a lot to do with how we look. So you all can't see us, but I, um, I have not washed my face today. I threw, on some, I threw on some moisturizer for the pot. I have on a onesie. I was like, today, I just can't. And, I, and that's pretty much how I've been doing wellness for two weeks. It's been like, mm-hmm. bitch, you're, you're unwell. The, the bottom line is like, I'm unwell. And yeah. everything has really fallen off. And like Dooney has on like some bomb ass makeup. She threw on a real shirt. Like she looked good. Like she is, is well. Like, this is my post church um, look. I wore this. This is church. how I went to church today. But <laughs> but to let's church. also be very clear too, right? Because I have a wig on right now. Because if you guys have been listening to the pod, you know I've been trying to get into wigs. I have on a wig, and I also feel like this is very symbolic as well. Because what the hell is happening under this wig is not well. So, <laughs> so I'm struggling too. <laughs> I don't have it all figured out. I only okay so the only reason that I don't believe you about what's going on up under your wig is because you literally just got your hair done like two weeks ago I can't tell you the last time someone else has touched my hair (laughs) I am I mean I have sealy twist and that's all I've committed to for months but you know what but look at this look at this the wig that you have on now this is cute it is it is all very cute hold on to it You got to count the blessings, you know, since I, what I, so real quick in church today, we were given testimonies and thanksgivings and I gave up, I, I stood up to give one. And I was like, this year has made me realize that I have to just focus on the good because life is going to happen. Life has been happening. I think to both of us and to everybody, but I've had to make a conscious decision and effort. And it's been a huge effort to be like, all right, let me just look to the right. Shit is falling apart on the left. <laughs> yep. Let me hold on to whatever the hell is going on good 
on the right. Okay. So with that, let's talk about mental wellness. Okay. Um, so go ahead. Okay. I want to know what, what you consider to be mental wellness and what you do to promote your mental wellness, even if you're not doing it right now. Um, like what so are your go-tos? <clears throat> so essentially I'm trying not to become, um, I'm trying not to beca- become what I, I guess that would be like a drug addict, like addicted to prescription pills. Right. Okay. So, um, uh, and what do you mean by that? Like, why are you trying so to- I have antidepressants and Adderall, right. And okay. both can be very addictive substances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to not become dependent on them. I'm very clear Mm. that what I'm going through now um, is like a mild depression, right? Mm. Like I went through my first bout with depression early 2018. Mm -hmm. And so I I know what it looks like. Like I know when I, I, my my energy is so low that like coffee doesn't do it, you know? And, you know, I'm taking like a B6 supplement for energy and I need this and I need that. And like the other day, I literally got in the bed. I had tons of shit to do. I got in the bed at 5 p.m. And the next day at maybe 10, I was still tired. 10 a.m. Still tired. You know, like I just was like, I don't have it. I'm, I don't have it. And I'm fighting for, I'm fighting to like, just make it through. Mm. And because I feel like since, since April, it's really kind of been one thing after the other, but really since the end of July, everything has just kind of escalated. Right. And it's so easy for us to go to the prescription medication that we already fucking got. It's like, I already got the, the, the whole container. I could just pop one and get on with it. Right. And so I've been trying to curve that. Right. So I took, I took an antidepressant once last week. Um, but then things that I'm doing to, because antidepressants boost your mood, right? So things that I'm doing more holistically, um, is taking like a cortisol supplement, right? Taking B6, um, trying to be, trying to take a walk. So I recently moved back home to Chicago and it's like, my mom lives in the suburbs. So there's like all this nature and it's like, okay, you're feeling down, go outside and take mm. a walk, you know? Mm. So I'm, I have to be a lot more intentional because when things are physically, as in like my, my actual space, um, different, my sensibilities struggle, right? Okay. Because as a writer, so the audience, you all may not know this, um, but I am finishing up a screenplay and I'm on a deadline for it. Uh, through my writing mentor. And one thing that has always helped me with writing is being in the same place. Like I went to the same cafe to write and that is how I write. And then COVID happened and I struggled to write at home. So I had to create a space in Brooklyn in my house where I was writing. And then I had to move out of there and now I'm back home in Chicago and I'm struggling again up against a deadline. And so my, my sensibilities don't work in that creative way when I'm being shook around so much. I need that literal physical consistency, right? Um, so really trying to like remind myself that I can, there are other things I can do and, you know, figure out aside from uh, just turning to my prescription drugs, you know, because my, my primary care physician is like, if you need it, take it. And my therapist is like, if you need it, take it, you know? And right now I feel like I need it so much that I'm resisting the urge to really go for it. So I'm like, before I, you know, pop an antidepressant, I'm like, let me go outside. Um, Mm -hmm. let me, you know, call my grandma, let me, let me think of any, any other thing aside from that and really only do it when I'm like you have to get out the bed (laughs) and so maybe you should try it which was the other day but that's kind of where I am as far as mental wellness is yeah not not tricking myself into Mm -hmm. thinking that like I need some like you know prescription thing and and really being like okay I'm going to journal I'm going to 
watch an episode of my church because it can be streamed, like really trying to go to other things, but I have to do it actively. Whereas three weeks ago, it just came so naturally. <laughs> and yeah. now it's like, I feel the downward spiral and I really yeah. need to be like proactive. About it. So, so much of that I think is, is so important. Um, what really resonated with me is when you said your environment, like if there's a change, it impacts you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what caused me to get my summer routine down because I was on the West coast for like three weeks or so. And, you know, so I wasn't, I didn't have my home office. I wasn't like, everything was different. I was in a different time zone, different, Mm -hmm. you know, working environment. And that's what caused me to do, start doing yoga every morning. Now I, I've always, for years I've done yoga, but never as consistently as I did for the past, like two and a half, three months throughout the summer because I needed something to ground me. I mm-hmm. needed something to make me feel, first of all, I needed to create structure for myself, which was something I got from therapy. I know you and I both go to therapy um, regularly. Um, but that was probably the one of the biggest things I did for myself in terms of just promoting my mental wellness was I had to create a structure and that structure started with yoga in the morning, clear my head and just allowed me to then focus on the day. And every morning it was like, all right, I knew I was going to wake up. I was going to do yoga. And then I was going to have these other things, you know, that, that I did. So it, it was a way to ground me. Um, so you, you talked about depression. Did you watch something? Oh yeah. Um, I, you do, do yoga? I do the down dog app and yoga studio apps on my phone um, and my iPad. So wherever I go and I have a travel yoga mat. So literally like wherever I go. What is a travel yoga mat? Just one that you can fold up. Cute. Got it on Amazon. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks. You can fold it up, put it in your suitcase, put it in your carry-on. I didn't even know shit like that existed. And that's helpful too, because again, it helps me. At least something is consistent <laughs> from my mind. The way my mind works, like something needs to be consistent for me to be grounded. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about. I want to talk about still on this topic. Do you experience seasonal depression? You know. <laughs> I used to think it was seasonal, but it's a what, what are we in? <laughs> she said the seasons keep going. I was like, it typically happened around January. It's a little early. So yeah. um, I don't know if it's so much seasonal as it now it feels more like situational. Got it. You, you know, like I used to being like, as I got older, which is, which is the craziest thing. Cause like I'm from Chicago. So when the idea of seasonal depression first came to me from living in New York and, you know, it was something <laughs> I was like, I was like, what you mean? I'm sad. Cause it's cold. Like, it's just been cold. Like, it's been cold. I know nothing but cold. Like what are y'all talking yeah. about? <laughs> but it's like, I, I changed so much as a human um, while I was in acting conservatory, like all of my, I don't know, like chakras, all of my, my entire being was completely transformed from being an acting conservatory. Like my emotional sensibilities, like literally I, I have, I never cried so much in life until when did I start? 2016? Like, and I have been like a fucking baby when in seasonal depression came around, around 2018, it was like, oh, this is just the new me. I'm crying all the time. Now I have depression. Like, this, it didn't, it didn't shock me because I felt like a brand new person anyway, you know? So what's happening now feels like situational depression. It feels like the culmination of so many like drastic changes in life. Like literally my life was going one way and then boom, my life is going the complete opposite way. Everything, everything I feel like has been happening to get me back home. Like I need to be home. There are things going on with my family. I, I mean, I used to not prioritize going home for holidays and now it's like, oh, you need to be home. You need to spend time with your grandma. You need to spend time with your mother. You need to be home. Yeah. And it's like, I was on my way to LA. Like what you mean? I'm not going home. I am, I am going after my dreams. And it's like those dreams have them, have them in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. okay. Like, like whatever this season is, it's, it led me home. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I noticed a few years ago. Can I answer the question? I'm sorry. I'll be going I think on you, tangent. It's okay. I think you, I think you, I think you did. It's, it's not seasonal. It's no, situational. Yes, yes, right. The answer is no. <laughs> sorry. In a nutshell. <laughs> No, but so, and I think this is a really timely discussion because, you know, it is going to, it's, it's starting to get cooler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in general, people have to reassess what has been working and adjust to what's coming for the winter months. Plus we are, you know, there's all this talk about how the winter is going to be harsh and there's going to be another spike for Corona. We're going to be all back in the house and blah, 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 blah. Because it's flu season. Right, exactly. And so I know I was on a high coming out of 2019. 2019 was one of the best years of my entire life. And then coming back home from Ghana and Nigeria, I was just like still riding the high, riding the wave. And then, you know, I got smacked with some really hard news like the week after I got back, which sent me into a tailspin. I was like, what? Like just type of news that you just don't expect to receive. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, right, it was now cold. And I've always known that like, that I, that I experienced seasonal depression in the winter because I, the lack of sunlight is very, very difficult for me. Like I have a UV lamp that I got a couple years ago and I have to be very intentional about turning that on in the morning because I started to realize, I'm like, it'd be 11 o'clock. I'm still in bed. I got work. I'm like looking at emails on the phone and I'm like exhausted, like just laying in bed, you know? And then um, I, I went out to the West Coast. I was like, let me go spend some time out there, which was probably a godsend because I needed the sun. Like it wasn't even a matter of like, oh, you're just trying to get away. It was like, no, I physically mentally, emotionally, spiritually, <laughs> all the leaves needed the sunshine. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, there was a period in time, probably from like right before I went away for the holidays till maybe like early February, I think that I wasn't in therapy just because, you know, it was, it was the a holidays break. are difficult. Yeah. And then I was like, when I realized that I was like, oh, okay, I, I need to get back. And it was, I was like waking up at 3 a.m. only having been asleep for like 45 minutes, right? Because like when I'm, if I'm depressed or going through something, I can't sleep. That's like the right. thing that gets impacted. And so I was like emailing my therapist, like, I need a session, like, please. Like, <laughs> like shit is not okay. Right. You know, and so getting therapy back going was helpful. And that's actually when I realized I need structure. Like structure is what helps me to maintain my mental wellness and journaling. And I've always been a big journaler, but I always realize that when I'm going through something, journaling for some reason is the first thing out the window. I love it. Oh no, really? Yeah. When, and, and it's not until that I'm cognizant and then I'm like, okay, let me get back into it. But whenever I'm in a, in a very stressful time or period, when I look, truck? it is. <laughs> Like you talking about something really important and, and then all I heard was doo, 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 doo. <laughs> whenever whenever I'm going through a stressful period I whenever it never fails when I look back at my last journal entry it's like typically toward the beginning of that stressful period Interesting. which is crazy yeah, yeah. So like therapy helps me to realize that you know I have to be extra cognizant about journaling so mm-hmm. and it for me it's always best in the morning so I could just get my thoughts out, work through things. Um, but then, like I said, that structure. So in the winter, what it looks like is turning on my UV lamp in the morning first thing for like 30 minutes, playing gospel in the morning, something uplifting, mm-hmm. um, and then like starting my day, but giving myself time to work up. I'm not a person who can just hop out of bed as soon as I get up. It doesn't matter if it's winter, summertime, like I need a minute. I have to have a whole routine structure it's literally what helps me like even in the summertime I wake up typically at like 5 30 when the sun is out I still lay in bed and then I'll journal 
hold my pee. And then I'll, yeah, and then I'll yoga. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to go downstairs <laughs> and start my day. I can't, I'm like setting myself up for failure if I think that I'm just going to wake up and then go start, start working. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is like light, me and my, me and my mom argue about, we don't argue, but we, <laughs> we disagree about like actual light, like turning, turning on the lights. So because she lives in a house, um, we know we're on like the regular level. I need to live in a apartment that is higher up and then I don't have window treatments and I'm like, I get all the light all the time. Natural light. Yeah. And it's like, because that doesn't happen, then I'm like, you know, it's a house. And even though my room is on the second floor, there are window treatments because the house faces out to the street. <laughs> and it's like, it just can't be wide open like that. Right. Um, and that's been difficult for me to, I don't wake up in the dark, but I don't wake up with as much light as I'm as accustomed you, to. Yeah. That is a very real thing. When I bought my house, literally one of my criteria was natural light. I was like, I need somewhere that gets a good amount of natural light. So I ended up with an end unit because it has extra windows along the side of the house, as opposed to like being in the middle of the row homes. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the, on the end too. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I just needed to be, I needed to be like the, how can I put it? I need like maybe my bedroom and her bedroom to switch because her bedroom faces the back where the pond is. Mm -hmm. And so my new writing space is literally in her room. I sit on her bed. I send her to the living room. (laughs) I sit sit on her bed. I open up the windows and like, like the curtains and I write because it gets such great light. It's facing like the pond with the forest or whatever this, you know, greenery is out here. And I was like, okay, this, this is something I, I can get into, but like, I need to see, I need, you know, light. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. What, how do you connect um, spiritual wellness with mental wellness or do, is there a connection for you? Oh, look, me and Jesus so tight. It's like, we, <laughs> we like here, mm-hmm. like I, I guess spiritual wellness, I guess is, okay, let's be clear. I am not spiritual. I am religious. Like that's, people are like, oh, you Jesus freak. Yeah. Like what, whatever you, you think is like too much of Jesus is probably me. I'm so probably you want to, I got to stop you. Cause I, I, yeah, I'm not going to say the conversation that we had or what it was, but I remember when I think we both realized that about each other <laughs> and we were like, okay, see, this is why. Because big homie Jesus doesn't lead us astray. When we both realize that about each other, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, I ain't even going to hold you and be yep. like, no, I just, you know, I believe in the, no. Yeah. Like, no. Jesus. We're going to call it what it is. Yeah. And it's no, it's no, it's, I was going to say it's no offense to anybody or no shade on anybody. But everybody loves they, they religion. Exactly. Like, I shouldn't even have to say that. It is, you know, this is just us yeah 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 and it's like and it's like for for me Mm -hmm. you know whatever you whatever you think um someone who's religious is or however you think they act it probably ain't how we act you know so it's like I have very much been able to ground myself in like God has got me you know like like no matter what's happening, God's got me. Like I cannot think of, I mean, I, or better yet, I can, I can think of so many situations where it's like, boop, here's some, here's some grace that you can see, you know, like, like actual tangible things. And I think there, there may be some people who don't really need something to believe in, you know, they just kind of believe in themselves and, you know, I fucking wish I could. I just, I just, I just, I'm not built like that. Like I need, I need a center that is greater than me. Like, you know, no matter what people have or people say about like Christianity and, and church, like the reason that I'm a Christian, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I like Jesus. 
Like I like the stories in the Bible. <laughs> I like going to church. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a Christian if I didn't, you know, yeah. like I, like it wasn't this, this thing that was forced upon me. I wasn't a kid who was raised in the church. I was never forced to go to church. So I very much am like, oh, I believe in this because I actually like believe it. In it. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, but I actually so like it. When, how do you, do you know when you're off spiritually? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I can, I can, um, I can feel it. And then I already know how to, how to rectify it. I was like, oh, I look up and I'm like, when the last time you prayed, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. doing a lot of worrying right? Mm-hmm. For what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like for what? So <laughs> yeah, it's so, I love that. Um, so I grew up in church cause my father is a pastor and, and he became a pastor when I was like 16. So I think for a, a little while I was like this, like you're bugging I'm already, <laughs> I'm already grown. Like who's grown at 16? Everybody. <laughs> right. But I, I very vividly recall when I went through my own period of questioning all of it. I mean, I, and I asked my mom, I was like, well, how do you even know the Bible is real? And she was like, ah, I don't like these questions you're asking me. Like, this is, I don't like, I'm like, okay. okay. I said what I said. Yeah, exactly. But I had to go through that for myself. I had to really understand what I was, what I was following and why. And more importantly, I had to figure out if this is what I actually believed. And I always say that religion, in my opinion, is something that you experience. You know, I feel like there's all these movements out there, and this may be a bit of a tangent, right? Especially with Black people about how Christianity is the white man's religion. Never mind the fact that there have been Christians and in Jesus Africa wasn't for so, so long. Thank you. And there's this, all of this, right? So I, I, I always say that religion is something that you have to experience. And I think that throughout the course of my life and things that have happened in my family, I've, I've come to, to know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is my anchor. So that mm-hmm. is the thing that, you know, that holds me. Just like you said, like you, you can, when stuff is going wrong, the only thing that gets you through is knowing God has a plan for you. Yep. And so for me, when I feel off spiritually, it's because I'm not being intentional about spending time with God. And mm-hmm. I think that the biggest, the biggest thing I think is, you know, for people who identify as Christians is, so I hear you right with being religious because I, I believe I'm religious as well. But I also think that there's not as much of um, an emphasis on whatever your personal relationship is mm-hmm. with Christ. I get more out of 20 minutes in the morning with, talking to Jesus than I do out of a whole church service. Right. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. So for me, and it, and again, I think you have to figure out what works for you. For me, it's early in the morning when I first wake up and it's not, I'm not, I'm not always consistent with it. Right. But like my spiritual wellness is early in the morning when I first wake up, giving those first 20, 25 minutes to Christ. And I, I, I don't like, I pray, but I really talk to him as though he's sitting right here next to me. Mm-hmm. That's like my form of prayer. I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, I'll start off in like traditional prayer and then it just t- literally turns into a conversation. And that is how I feel the most spiritually grounded and connected. So I would say that's the other thing when I'm feeling off, like you said, like you'll, 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 you'll look up and say, when was the last time you prayed? And I'll look up and I'll say, when was the last time I gave God my first few minutes of the day. Like when was the last time I really allowed myself to, to listen to him? And it never fails when I do that. Again, the world can be falling apart. I, in my little bubble, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. good. And I think that that's like, like what you said is, is really important because like I, I talk to God out loud. Like I call it prayer, but I, I talk to but God out exactly. loud, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and there have been very distinct specific times I could still tell you where I was and what was happening when I heard God and when I hear God I hear him in my voice yo thank you I I, one of my my um one of my best friends Renee she I remember when I used to be like well no because I was God told me and one day she was like what God tell you do you like what 
<laughs> well, if you want to know. She was like, what did, what did he tell you? Like, you over here talking about, but it's very real. I feel like when, when you, if you have cultivated that kind of relationship, it becomes very, that direction becomes very clear. That communication becomes yes. very clear. Yes. And you sometimes know? God sends messages. Like I could be watching a church service because again, I just watch my church on stream. Shout out to First mm-hmm. Corinthians. And I'll be watching. <laughs> That's <laughs> a black ass church. <laughs> First Corinthians. First Corinthians. I love and it. And I will, I will never give it up. I will never, ever give it up. And uh, Pastor Mike will say something and I'll be like, oh, oh, that was for me. Oh, that was, yep, yep. And I skip around. I don't always watch the sermons in order. I go back. I, I scroll through. It's an app, you know, but I, I think that, you know, that, that means something to me. How else do you stay spiritually well and grounded is there anything else that you do Mm, no I think I think pretty much as far as uh spirituality is between attending church even if it's you know on the app um Mm -hmm. and and really just having those those conversations like again you're I'm not as consistent as you are because sometimes I will stop everything in the middle of the day and just be like I'm gonna go have this conversation um, I will stop everything in the middle of the day to like journal, but I'm not consistent even a little bit with like doing it in the, in, in the, the morning. morning. Oh, okay. 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 In the morning, because, because there are times when I'm like, if I don't get out the bed right now, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem. Like I'm going to need to get up and get a coffee right now. Yeah. But what I do do, what I do do, ugh, the nasty. <laughs> what you do? What I do um, is that I am consistent with every morning, just waking up and being like, thank you. And that's just my general thank you for waking up. I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up. Um, So one of the other things that I do, spirituality for me is also very much time in nature. It is a very spiritual experience for me to be in nature. I, I, I feel God. I can't really describe it. I'm also a nerd on the low and I'm obsessed with rock formations. Like I planned a whole, I wanted to go to Turkey and did go to Turkey partly because I wanted to go to this town where they have these fairy chimney rocks. Anyway, um, so I, I, like, I like rock formations. Um, I'm into hiking. And so that is also a way, which I don't think I realized how important that was for me until quarantine. Mm. because that was like me leaving the house anytime from March through May. If it wasn't for the grocery store, it was to go find like a trail and to do that and and just get out of the house. And, and more than just getting out of the house, like I said, it just, because I look around and I'm just like, this is God's work untouched. And I'm just like, this, this is God. I just feel it. You know, I went to Sedona a couple years ago and just, even that, like, and it was Sedona, Grand Canyon, Horseshoe Bend. And I was like, this is all the work of God. Like we, man can't do that. We can't make the Grand Canyon. We can't make Horseshoe Bend. We can't make these red rocks. Like this is all, you know, the work of, of, of nature. This is nature at work, how God intended it to be. And there's something about that, that really just, I don't know. It just, it touches me it moves me every single time. And oh, so, so that's a way, that's another way that I stay spiritually grounded. I mean, obviously I don't, like, I don't hike every week. Right. I don't mm-hmm. do that every, but, um, I don't do nature. <laughs> you know what? I used to not do nature, but, but, but I, it really has, has nothing to do with anything except for the fact that I'm allergic to grass and trees. That's just, Oh, I, it takes okay. a lot. Like when I did my little allergy test, there were multiple different types of grass and trees. I, that's, I I did not know people were allergic to nature. One of my good friends, um, Barb told me recently, she was like, yeah, she's allergic to the ocean. I said, come say what, come what? I was like, how, how are you allergic to the ocean? She's like, yeah, she's allergic to. There are times it don't have to be no pollen outside, but like, even if I'm doing something so basic, it's like going on a hike. I'm always like, I always have a Zyrtec with me. Or I've taken a Zyrtec and Zyrtec makes my mouth so dry. And so then it's this whole thing with the water and the pen and the hiking. But it's like, I do go on hikes, but I cannot say that like when I'm out in nature, I'm always enjoying myself because my nose is running. Because you're trying to survive. 
my nose is running. Trying not to die. <laughs> my nose is running and my mouth is dry and I'm like, this cute, but <laughs> I need to be back in the house. <laughs> but like, I feel you like, yes, yes. Get those trees. <laughs> I need the trees. I need it all. That, that clears my mind for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So I'm going to throw something out there because this is another way that I promote my spiritual mental wellness and that's by honoring myself. And what I mean by that is like sticking up for myself in whatever way, shape or form that is. If I've, if I've been done wrong, saying something, if I have boundaries, enforcing them, like not allowing myself to be compromised because if, and when I do allow myself to be compromised, that throws off my mental wellness, right? Because mm. now I'm dedicating time that I don't have and, and, and mental capacity that I don't need to be dedicating to whatever this problem is when I could have just stuck to whatever my guns were and said, I'm not doing this or I don't want to be around this person or whatever, like whatever it is. So I've found that proactively honoring myself and just being very unapologetic about that is, is another way for me to keep my mental wellness on track. I've never, um, I've never kind of put those things in like a category. I guess that would mm. be like honoring yourself. Um, I think that's a good way to like wrap it up. You know, I always got my back, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm always like, who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do that. I don't even think about it. Like I don't yeah. even, yeah, I don't even think about it, but I like the way that sounds like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm honoring myself. Yeah. And I think sometimes, cause it's not even always like with someone else. Sometimes it's just like with myself, right? Like I think with you and I, right. And I don't know if this is going to come up when we talk about what we like learned. Um, but with you and I, with, I think for both of us, right. The pod was becoming a lot. And the conversation that you and I had a couple weeks ago about like our, our social and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. that was like, that took a lot for me to like bring up. Yeah. No, but even to bring bring up. up. Yeah. Because I was just kind of like, how do I have this conversation? How's this going to go down? And I just had to finally be, and then, and part of my instinct too was, because there were some questions I think you asked me and part of my instinct was to be like, yeah, okay, I could do it. And I had to be like, no, I can't. <laughs> right. No, Dooney, no, no, you can't. So it's not even like, and that wasn't, you know, you and I, it wasn't a confrontational, Yeah. but it was literally like, that's also what I mean in terms of honoring myself is like, yeah. like admitting when I can't do something or admitting when I am maxed out and just letting that let be. like let that be exactly yeah you know yeah no that yeah I think ooh, let me tell you what I learned about myself in the year was it 2018 <laughs> and it was in 2018 it was around my birthday um and it was a complete fucking mess um but because I had started therapy that that January and like this is literally an ongoing thing this is something I have been dealing with for two years right um So I don't say anything, right? Something bothers me. I don't say anything, right? Um, But I never let it go. I charge it to that is who this person is. And now I will deal with them accordingly. I am the same exact way. I will how change how I deal with you. I do the same Be, thing, Talia. But but you also will will say something. I won't say anything. I will simply adjust. adjust. And next thing you know, we have a different relationship. And I'm like, okay, this person didn't show up for me during this important Ooh. time. The next time there's something that's important to them, I don't give a damn if <laughs> you done like like. Here's here's my thing is that if. Friends, as friends, you know when someone thinks that something is important. I think that birthdays are important. So I I am missing a friend's birthday thing right now in Palm Springs. I could not make it. I sent her flowers, you know, like, yeah. because, because you, and she don't even care about birthdays. Yeah. But it's like, I care about birthdays. Yeah, and yeah. so 
if someone doesn't show up for me for something that they know I think is important, if you know me, you know what I think is important. Ain't too many more things going on, right? Then it's like, cool. As much as I would like to believe that I'm not a petty Betty, I do have pettiness in my soul. And so there will be something that's important to you, right? It may be your baby shower. You're not going to show up. Look, it may be your wedding, and I'm going to have to send you my regrets. <laughs> so, <laughs> because so I now I, I deal part. with you accordingly. We do not, yeah. you, you have showed me that we do not celebrate special things together. Then that's where we, so, that's so that's where where we, we are. are. So, we are. but so, I'm going to double tap them pictures. You said, you <laughs> So, this is, this is so funny to me because Nexus and I literally just had to have a conversation. Um, a couple weeks ago. And so next for the listeners, next I forgot we got a podcast. Like I guess we should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, Nexus is the owner of um 25th and June. We did an episode with her, I don't remember. Um Next and I, she's literally that friend who we can talk on the phone for five hours and talk about everything. I mean, the amount of stone turning and psychoanalysis <laughs> that we do <laughs> and it's like the conversations that your man doesn't want to have with you because he don't want to hear all that you know what I mean but like you want to be able to d- jump head first into every rabbit hole and then find your way back out just to go down the street and find another one and jump that's that's next and I and we got into like we had a little I guess like misunderstanding a couple months ago and I just I had, I didn't say anything and she eventually like basically kind of called me out on it. And she was like, do me. She was like, your whole energy changes when you're not feeling somebody. She was like, I need you to. And I told her, I was like, you're right. I said, because I kind of made a conclusion in my head and I decided this was now how I was going. (laughs) This is what we're on. (laughs) This is the energy that we're on, you know? And she was like, yeah, no, like, it's not going to work. First of all, like, you know, when you get to a level of friendship with somebody where it's just like, girl, there's no fight. There's no nothing that we're going to have that's going to tear us apart. So let's stop being silly and just have the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So before we wrap it up, so that's, that's all mental, spiritual. The last is physical wellness. You and go. So, okay. So again, not always consistent, right? Like the wig looks good. What's going on under here isn't. Same thing with the diet. (laughs) I talked a bit before about how I did a 21-day plant-based diet, right? And it honestly was life-changing. Now, I have not stuck to it, but I have still done recipes. And I have absolutely found that like just eating well, nothing makes me feel better than eating well. And I know food is so emotional and I don't, I don't stick to like a keto diet or this diet or that diet, but in general, limiting the amount of sweets that I have and trying to snack on healthier options. I mean, it just, it's life-changing. It's life-changing whenever, even if I'm like in an emotional rut and I'm like, oh, I want Chick-fil-A, guarantee you, I get the Chick-fil-A, I eat it. And then I feel crappy afterwards. And I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Oh, look. I'm like, why did I do that to myself? You know, and not because I don't like Chick-fil-A, but just because I know that that's not what my body needed, you know? Yeah. I um... I found that indulging with food. Yeah. It's just, it's not as easy for me to do as it used to be. That's good. I mean, you know, look, I'm going to tell you, I had Chick-fil-A. For the first time when I was at the beach, remember when I mentioned how they brought all these Chick-fil-A sandwiches um, and I was, I don't eat, I don't eat fast food. I don't eat that kind of stuff. I barely eat, um, kind of <laughs> I don't eat that kind of stuff. I barely okay, eat chicken. <laughs> I barely eat chicken. I think I do really well um, as far as like eating. Um, and I think I think uh, being home is a little, I think being home works in the sense that I'm able to kind of force my eating habits onto my mother. Uh, Mm. She doesn't like to cook during the week. 
So if I'm a cook, you're going to be eating this vegan pizza with this vegan cheese and you're going to get into it. I'm going to make you, you know, like all of the things that I, I like, um, because I'm cooking it. Um, but like, yeah, like, like that's always been, been a part of, of what I do physically is, you know, is eating well. And I'm, Mm. I guess I don't even think, um, to myself, like, Oh, you're, you eat so well. It's like, yeah, you, I just eat what I like. And I just so happen to really like vegan food and I find it really, really easy to cook. Like I have a whole app, you know, and they just give me the recipes. It's called knife and fork. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like, they they make it so easy for me. Um, and, and then I got all the tools man makes, you know, I got a crock pot, I got a juicer, like I I have everything, everything, you know, that could just make it easy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, why would I, why would I buy this thing when I can like, I can literally make almond butter. Like yeah. I can do, I, I have all the, I have the almonds, I have all the tools. Like, why don't I just, why don't I just do that? Yeah. You know? And so, and so I do. And then I like it, you know, um, I get a sense of accomplishment from, from feeding myself or something. When I, when I make plant-based meals, I feel so accomplished. I do. I like and to I, hear that. And I love the fact that I know exactly what I'm eating. Like I know exactly. That is not cheese. That's cashew cream that I made. You know what I mean? That that is whatever stir fry thing that I created. And it's um, yummy. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of fulfillment that comes with that. What about exercise? I feel like exercise is a tough one. So let me start with this because I have not exercised in months. <laughs> I haven't. I have not exercised in months. I don't. I think the last time I exercised was in May, maybe. I don't, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't like to work out. Um, but (laughs) let me me tell you, um, I don't like to work out, but I want, I have physical goals, you know, like, and because I have physical goals that I, year after year, I don't achieve. (laughs) I always am very much like, you know, just do what you can. Like, that's where I'm at. Like literally, I am just doing what I can. I do, what do you call this? A hundred, what are they called? Toe curls? Or is, is that what you call it? Uh, calf, calf races. Okay. Like literally where I just stand on my tippy toe, like up and down. Yeah, up, up and, and down. down. Like, okay. I do that every morning in front of the, the pond. I do 50 in the morning, 50 at night. And yeah. that's all I have to yeah. give right now. For exercise. So in yeah. a few months, if I come out with some strong ass calves, then I'm like, <laughs> you know cool, work my way up to the thigh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, me not exercising isn't because I don't want to, because honestly, nothing makes me feel better than when I exercise, especially if I'm doing like high intensity interval training. I just, I am over exercising at home. Like I don't mm. have it in me because I, I was in March <sighs> and April. I was absolutely doing online, like I was exercising through Zoom with my gym and it was helping to get me through. But then I got to a point where I was just like, I can't, like I I don't enjoy working out at home. And so, and my gym is open now and they're like, why don't you come? And I'm like, cause I don't want to wear a mask. It's hot. I'm like, I don't, (laughs) none of that is appealing to me. And so, but I'm also at the point where again, realizing I need to switch up my routines from whatever I was figure doing. out something else. Summer, I've got to figure out something else. And yeah. I miss exercising. So I've been like doing walks around the neighborhood in the morning, but I don't want to do that. That's just, it's just not the same. Like I need my heart rate up again. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm like two weeks away from weight being noticeably different. (laughs) Look, so I'm like, you know what? I've been doing really well. When I did the plant-based diet, I lost like, I think eight pounds or whatever. Mm. So I was like, I've been riding that little wave, but now I'm like, it's starting to get chilly. Well, it's, you know, the cold is coming. I can very throw on a jacket and call it a day. (laughs) Throw on a jacket and call it a day. (laughs) But but more than anything, not even for like weight, it's really more so that mental clarity. Yeah. Like knowing that I need to switch up what I'm doing. 
I'm yeah. like, I, I need that mental clarity, you know? And, and I think, I think part of, I don't like exercise. Like I don't, but I think it's a very wow. mental thing because before COVID, I was going to spike spin four, four times to five a times a week. Those, but those little 30 minute cycling class with the black woman instructor, it really didn't feel like exercise. It just felt like something that I do, Okay. you know, and it's yeah. like, and, and yeah, the, the idea of working out at home, it's never going to work. I only liked spike spin because I, it was close to my house and it was black owned and it was taught by a black woman and yeah, it was easy. You know, I mean, yeah. it was hard, but it right. was, it was easy. It didn't feel like something that I had to, I didn't have goals. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm a go to cycling. And then I'm like, this it's, it's like, no, this is just something that I do to help a local business. Yeah. And, and in return, I get something from it. So I was never going to work out at home. I'm never going to grab the relish and do a curl. Like I'm never going to do that. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't right. care because before spike spin, I was, you know, I would Uber or take like, um, or take the train to go to, a shiitake bar because I love bar classes but that was a woman-owned place and I'm supporting a woman I'm supporting a woman-owned business and I like even when it's hard even when I I pull like a a butt muscle one day like even when I'm not having a good time I will book those classes you know to support that business yeah I'm never gonna do it at home and so yeah it's just different yeah and I I actually know a guy who actually just offered me a free free workout class like next week he he's like I'll just do like one personal training session with you and then we'll figure out like some fitness plan or whatever and I was like I huffed and puffed at him I was like when I got time (laughs) I got time for your your free class (laughs) 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 but it's like yeah you know like I I should because you should you need to increase your heart rate you need to be doing stuff even if my body never looks it's it's fine it's, it's just, you know yeah it's wellness it's like yeah, it's a, yeah. okay so yeah. so that's wellness so listeners i mean when this comes out we would love to know what you guys are doing or what you're thinking of in terms this may have of to be a two-parter yeah in terms we'll of see. like how you're transitioning your your wellness routines and what does wellness mean to you i mean we talked about physical we talked about mental and spiritual mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's other kinds of wellness out Emotional there. Emotional or something. Emotional. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Which is, which is a really big thing because I do have a, um, what, what, I guess like, a an emotional wellness partner. I guess I should mention that. Wait, I, what is this? I do have what an emotional that? wellness partner. Uh, so I have another really good friend who has, uh, dealt with depression. And if I'm ever, if I ever just need someone to talk, through bad feelings right so someone who's not trying to be like it's gonna be okay blah 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 someone who's just like no twig you know what that's fucked up and it's okay to feel that way but it's like yeah sometimes shit sucks like she is just literally there and and she also again me and her have been friends forever we went to high school together um she also has her own struggles with the same stuff that I struggle with, with Mm. focus and, you know, showing up for yourself in tough times, you know, and being, you know, really overwhelmed and wanting to withdraw, but you still got shit to do, Mm. you know, and it's, it's those kind of things where like, you know, I keep my phone on, do not disturb. People be calling. They be like, oh, I didn't, didn't, didn't." my phone is always on. Don't call me. I mean, call me, but know that I'm not going to answer and right. I'm going to see it and I'm going to call you back, right. you know? Well, question, how is that different from having a therapist? Um, it's whenever, you know, okay. it's, and, and she's not, she's not, my, my therapist doesn't really give, like, she's not here to give me her opinion in mm. a sense. Like my, my therapist does a really good job of being like rational my emotional wellness partner be like be like "Uh uh-uh who said what no like like she is she is very much she's a friend and she is not there to help me figure out my like rational thoughts she's literally there to feel like take on what i'm feeling and vice versa like 
she mad about something. I'm mad too. I'm like, you know, what the fuck, blah, blah. And we just keep talking about it until she comes up with her own solution. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you, earlier in the episode, you said you wanted to talk, you wanted us to talk about what is it, what we learned this season? I guess, or just how you, I don't know. I don't remember what, that was so long ago at this point. (laughs) Yeah. How, how we feel, I guess, about it. Like, um, our thoughts, just our general musings to wrap up a first, our first season. Okay. Um, I, I think we said so much at the beginning. Um, I think overall, when I think about what the pod has given me, this is going to sound really bizarre, but it's given me something that I have control over in a time when I feel like so many things are out of control. You know, I feel like so many things are like, I can't, I can't do anything about this and I can't do anything about that. And even when it comes to like, you know, my acting career, it's like, I go on auditions all the time. I cannot control the outcome of them. You know, um, I can't control, you know, whether the first draft of my script is going to garner any interest from a producer. Um, What I can control is that we're building a brand and all I got to do is just build a brand. Not all I got to do, but it's like, it's, it's not something that is dependent on anyone else, you know, no, no director liking me, no casting director liking me. Like it's just, I just do the work, right. You know, right. That's it. And I like that, like that, that for me has given me something to hold on to that I enjoy, you know, because I very much always try to tell myself, do what feels good. You know, like I guide with that, you know, make sure that everything you do professionally is linked to your purpose, but just do things that make you feel good. And it's like, okay. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Um, The pod definitely stretched me in a lot of ways. I think that First of all, I love it. (laughs) I never thought I would get into podcasting. It wasn't something that I was seeking. It wasn't something that I thought about. But I also think that one of the things I've learned, not think, but I know one of the things I've learned this year is to get out of my own way. And that I have probably dimmed my light Mm. the most without even realizing it. And the same boxes that I always say that I don't, that, you know, that people can't put me into, mm-hmm. I unknowingly have put myself into those boxes. And so, you know, like I struggled a lot with having this whole full-time career being, you know, in the pharma industry and that not really linking up with beauty, but still having like my beauty business, House of Arawa, and then, which is still very much behind the scenes, right? But then now the podcasting which is not very, which is not behind the scene. And I don't think I realized how much I had told myself, like, this is not the lane for me, but without realizing how much this is my lane. (laughs) And I've just kind of kept myself out of it. So that's been, it's been a really, a really great realization. And um, even when things are hard with this pod and like, all the behind the scenes and the work involved, getting messages from people saying, thank you for doing this. And they appreciate it. It's like, I love that. I really, I love what we're building. I'm really excited for the things that we have planned. And when season two comes back and even the things that we're going to do in the break, I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. So I, I, I just, this has been a very pleasant surprise. I wasn't, I didn't start 2020 with any intent <laughs> to do this, but here we are and I'm loving it. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So my final question to Leah, cause I'm corny. What? Why does beauty need you? Oh my God, Danny, we totally did this before. I cannot. Oh, what? It's 14, it's 14 episodes later. 
Okay. Um, beauty needs me because beauty needs to include regular women. And like, I'm just, I'm real basic y'all. Like just, I don't, I don't think I put too much effort. I, I didn't even wear deodorant today. Like I don't put <laughs> too much effort into, um, I guess outward maintenance in, in that sense. And yet I still feel very connected to beauty. And I think that, you know, beauty needs to feel inclusive in a way that is beyond makeup and in a way that's rooted in skincare and like literally the everyday girl. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. I love uh, that. That'll work. That'll, that'll work. work. That's that's how we're closing out season one. Like literally ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Beauty Needs Me fam. Bye.